Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch for a limited time. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, we welcome you to the one and only Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Greetings, everybody. It's me, JR, and it's him, Neff. And look of us, we now have uh, kind of similar backgrounds for the season. Good evening, sir. I was going to say, we have seasonal backgrounds, so to speak. That's it. And now you get to see... What uh, a $10 investment in XSplit looks like. <laughs> well, you got lucky because you got a coupon code. I wasn't so lucky. Oh, man. But no, uh, I decided uh, to take the plunge and cheaper than I thought it was going to be because you said I got a coupon. I only got the uh, lifetime license for 10 bucks. And so um, very easy to set up uh, within about 10 minutes. Uh, Everything was integrated into the broadcast software here. And so um very happy that uh, now I can uh, set a nice little background. I don't have to go hunting too much because the software will um, suggest stock backgrounds based on your search criteria. So, of course, you know me, winter in Japan, and here we are. There you go. Just remember, don't do any sudden violent moves because then the illusion will shatter like glass. Oh, yes. I, I got to be careful. Like, for example, when I'm drinking water, you're going to see very carefully. Or like me, drinking my drink of choice, you'll notice that it <laughs> appears and disappears somewhat. Yes. Oh, us of uh, limited um, room space. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make do with what you have, and you just kind of muddle through. All right. Sort of like getting through 2020 these days. Exactly. Um, there's something I wanted to touch on before we, uh, you know, kick things off here, Neff, or really as we kick things off. 
Um, first of all, a welcome to everybody in the Twitch chat right now. I see Huntick, whose name we haven't seen in a while. Huntick, welcome to our Twitch channel. And for all of you watching us right now, hello. For those of you listening to us right now on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, you're missing out on all the excitement of our live shows. So if you'd like to uh, join us for a live show, please go to uh, twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. Uh, you can see our faces, um, and uh, it's a little more interactive that way when you join us live. So uh, Twitch, um, look for us, Extreme Anime Radio. So the thing I wanted to um, talk about as we start, Neff, is uh, something that happened a few weeks ago, and that's why a couple of weeks ago we didn't have a podcast, is because I decided, um, the conditions as it were, to take a little trip to sort of clear my head with everything going on in this unfortunate year that we were in. Um, about a month or two prior, I made arrangements to fly to Las Vegas. Um, and we can see how the um, coronavirus pandemic has changed the way we travel. Um, so... I had to end up following different protocols and procedures um, before, during, and after my trip. Um, the key point, obviously, is that I uh, spent the time over there with Zenny, uh, one of the um, Sarayoshida artists who lives in Las Vegas. And uh, we had a wonderful time um, driving around, um, eating out uh, where we could, Driving up and down the strip. Driving up and down the strip is very interesting. Um, I'm thinking that, um, you know, Las Vegas must think that, you know, low on the number of visitors. So now they take Las Vegas Boulevard, a.k.a. the strip, and uh, close different lanes depending on where you are. So the strip is like basically a giant slalom course. <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to date myself here by referring to one of the Bond films. Uh, I believe that one was Diamonds Are Forever. Did you get anywhere near, I believe it was the Golden Nugget? The Golden Nugget? Yes. Uh, no, the Golden Nugget is in Fremont Street. So we did not pass. We were close to that area um, when I had to go to take my uh, mandatory COVID test prior to coming back. But... Um, mm. At first, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna talk about the golden, uh, um, golden silver pawn shop, um, best known as the home of pawn stars. No, that, that that hasn't been a show I've ever watched, actually. <laughs> but the reason I asked that is because that led to one of the more infamous goof ups during a stunt for a Bond film. Oh, do tell. Okay, the stunt essentially revolves around Bond getting away from a bunch of uh, Willard White's private patrol cars trying to chase him. Uh -huh. He's driving in a Ford Mustang, and he proceeds to enter a narrow alleyway. The narrow alleyway narrows, and he has to end up doing the slalom thing on two wheels. Okay. The problem is he went in on his right wheels, but came out of that same alley on his left. <laughs> And by the time they realized it, they'd already all packed up and flown back to England 
And back in that, those times, it was not a simple thing to just, you know, magically edit it so it didn't exactly. look wrong. <laughs> so it's like, oopsie. Well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? <laughs> there you go. I was I was waiting for you to use that line. I didn't want to figure you would first. Um, but no, had a wonderful time um, spending time with Zenny, relaxing, and also uh, hooking up with Janai. Uh, Janai came over, and we watched... Uh, I believe the official title is called the Game Awards, which is mm. basically uh, an award night dedicated to video games, which was all done online. And uh, we were all kind of in the room, me, Janai, the Rigged Game Awards. Well, <laughs> some of us thought that called it, actually, yeah. Um, uh, myself, Zenny, Janai, and um, Zenny's roommate, Krogan, we were all in there. And we saw the uh, the Rigged as Hell Game Awards. Um, I was happy and actually surprised that Flight Simulator won the best simulator game at the Game Awards. But uh... <laughs> I'll ask it this way. What was its competition? Because the simulation market is pretty much flat from what I've seen. Yeah. Let's say... Uh... Where are you? Best sim or strategy game? Microsoft Flight Simulator went up against XCOM Chimera Squad, Gears Tactics, Desperados 3, and Crusader Kings 3. Okay, I've heard of none of those other titles. Now, <laughs> bearing in mind, of course, that I am not an avid gamer, mm. but when you have Microsoft, the 800-plus-pound gorilla in the room, unless you're an 800-pound-plus gorilla, no, they're going to go for you. Yes. Um, to me, my opinion of the Game Awards, um, it was just an evening of, uh, these are world premieres of games that are coming out. Here's another world premiere, another world premiere, another world premiere. Oh, and by the way, here's an award. Now let's go to another world premiere. And the cycle kind of repeats itself, like the circle of life in The Lion King. Now, when you say world premiere, is that a game that's actually coming out? Or they're saying... Here's the almost finished product, but we might not be able to tell you when the finished product will actually hit the shelves or be available for digital download. A little bit of both, actually. Hmm. Including a game, apparently, that uh, was announced that includes uh, a computer game likeness of Vin Diesel. I forget the name of the game uh, off the top of my head. Insert joke about the computer simulation of Vin Diesel having more acting ability than the real Vin Diesel here. <laughs> Let's see. Yes, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Arc he's, 2. He's... Arc 2, I think. Ah. Yep. Okay. I was going to say, Vin Diesel's not exactly what I would call a classically trained thespian actor. <laughs> I just remember seeing him way, way ago. Remember uh, XXX, I think it was? Yeah, and the Fast and the Furious, and it's just like, no, right. no. <laughs> You're impressive looking. I, I'll give you that. Mm. You're built like the proverbial brick wall. Mm. But when it comes to your acting, you're pretty much that proverbial brick wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, but yes, uh, aside from the you know agreements and disagreements of us watching the video game awards or the game awards, whatever they're called, um, the Last of Us, um, the new Last of Us game, apparently won best game and beat out uh, Animal Crossing. 
which all everybody in the room was up in arms about. I, I was going to say, Animal Crossing seems to me to be more of a all-encompassing type of game, like for all audiences. Right. Whereas Last of Us, I'm sorry, it, it to me strikes me more as kill or be killed. Mm. And that that's not something you necessarily want to, you know, popularize, I suppose. Mm. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, it also beat out, uh, let's see, Ghosts of Tsushima, which uh, they let me borrow. I'm going to hopefully start as soon on the PlayStation. Um, also, um, Hades, Doom Eternal, and the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which I'm considering picking up because the Steam Winter Sale is on now. What that email was about? Because I got an email saying a bunch of stuff, a bunch of titles I'd been looking at mm-hmm. were on sale. I didn't realize why, but oh, it's right. the winter sale. <laughs> so um, I see a lot of things on sale. My wallet's going to cry. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking of picking up uh, the next two Yakuza games after Yakuza 0. Hmm. You you remember uh, where we left off last week with Yakuza Zero, right? I was running a uh, club. Yeah, that's right. You were running a gentleman's club, <laughs> which again, I I never quite thought that you'd be running a gentleman's club in any way, shape, or form. But that's, that's just me. That's the game. That's the game. And if I, I, I know, but it's like it, it is. It is a way for the character to. Uh, get more revenue to spend on upgrades to the character as far as fighting styles are concerned. Um, but um, also, um, I've actually reached a point, I've advanced a little bit in the main storyline, um, but from my understanding, uh, this will be the last chance I have for a while of exploring the free world um, that we showed you last week. Because once I advance in the timeline and advance in the game, eventually it's going to cut back to um, Kazuma Kiryu, which is the character that's based in the Yakuza 0 version of Tokyo. So I'll be back in Tokyo for a couple of chapters. Aha. So you're going to get forced to play along. There we go. But at some point when I beat the game, I'm wondering if, um, you know, there'd be a way to kind of freely explore the different areas. That's a question I have to look into. I'd say it's possible because once you've beaten the main storyline, it's like it's like Grand Theft Auto V. You beat the main storyline, you can just do just about whatever you want. Basically, yeah. Um, so I'm going to pick up uh, Kiwami, Kiwami 2... Um, and the remake of Final Fantasy VII. I, I told Zenny when I was there, um, we should we should be able to play it, right? We picked it up. No, apparently the versions of Final Fantasy VII we got were the pre-remake version of Final Fantasy VII. So, the one that are, the graphics are sort of eh, and not well to the 21st century standard we're used to seeing. I was going to say, be, be fair, I mean, the original... Uh, release of Final Fantasy VII was oh god I don't even want to think about too how long, long that too was. long yeah <laughs> yeah just <laughs> and somebody in the channel is asking about Cyberpunk 2077 uh, aside from the fact that it is a bug ridden 
title, and I'm being polite when I say that, mm-hmm. I think I would have the horsepower to run this thing semi-decently. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd have the horsepower to run it semi-decently. But I'm going, until they squash the majority of the bugs, why would you spend the money? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, I'm... why would you pay to be their beta tester? That's what I've been saying about Flight Simulator for the first couple of months. Remember that hoopla we talked about? Yeah, no, I, I remember. It's like, I, I find this annoying that game studios lately, well, maybe not lately, maybe it's been going on for a while and I just haven't noticed, uh, they tend to push out products to a deadline, not to completion. Right. That, that That's, to me, backwards. You should always push it out to completion and, you know, the deadline can go, you know, do something all to itself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that's just me. I mean, remember, I date back to cartridges that had a grand total of 4K of memory. <sighs> so if it wasn't right the first time, it was broken and there was no way to fix it. Yeah. Not like push- pushing out, you know, a 10 mug. 10 gigabyte patch and saying, oh, yeah, we'll push out another five gigabytes tomorrow just to fix what we broke with this 10 gigabyte patch. Mm. Well, I know everybody's strained because of the pandemic. Do you think that probably have to be a factor too, right? Well, yeah. Again, remember, these titles, large AAA titles, they're built on hype and they're built on, you know, producing the thing. So if it isn't out by the date they say it is, and there isn't a real good reason, Mm. people will move to the next shiny thing. Mm -hmm. Sort of like, you know, how sports leagues go and why some are, you know, forcing their way back and some are, you know, desperately trying whatever they can. Mm -hmm. Hello, NBA. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, I I read the story tonight about, you know, Mr. Harden and his friends, including his friends who decided we're all going to get a haircut together. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that blew my mind. I'm going, you know, aside from my follically challenged self, <laughs> why did it seem like a good idea to have a bunch of you come to one place for a haircut? Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> we all know where that went. Mm, yeah, it went to, you know, the game being postponed, makeup date not announced yet because <laughs> of COVID positives. Yeah. Well, um, before. Before we go into the um, the sports uh, department, uh, once again, very special thanks to Zenny and to Krogan and Janai for the time I was in Vegas. Um, hopefully, I'll be back uh, when things get um, a lot better. Um, we have vaccines going around, but then again, we also have uh, the virus getting worse. Um, thank you also to them for um um keeping me safe during these times um as part of my procedures to come back i had to take several covid tests which all came back negative i also um stayed at home for a few extra days and played things like yakuza zero uh just to keep everybody around me safe um but um i think at this point i pretty much have a clean bill of health having um, officially uh, exited um, our quarantine requirements over here. Well, I'll say this. Once things start getting better, I do want to fly to Vegas. There you because go. Because I, wa- I want to watch a hockey game in Vegas just for the sheer, I'm Canadian, 
I'm in Vegas. <laughs> it's a hundred and who knows what Fahrenheit outside. And I'm watching a hockey game indoors. <laughs> That's it. You know, right. it's, that's one thing on the bucket list. What can I say? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna write that down. Uh, what do you think about uh, now that we go into sports? What do you think about the start of the uh, NHL season coming up now? Well, now, funny you should mention that because about a day or two ago, someone had mentioned because, of course, now with all these changes to how things are going to be broadcast, mm-hmm. at least as far as Canada is concerned, because we're going to have a Canadian division of all all the teams, right? People started asking. How is that going to play out? How are they going to distribute those games, et cetera? Nobody knows, right? right. Now, as you know, there's a product, streaming product, NHL.tv. I, I've subscribed to that for many years over many its many incarnations because I like watching out-of-market hockey games occasionally when the local team you know, makes me want to throw things and throw up. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm cu- I was curious to see because now we are getting less games because it's a 56-game season. Mm. So I had said, I wasn't sure what they were going to do, but knowing that they're scrambling for revenue, I suspected that they might not reduce the price to reflect the reduced number of games. Mm -hmm. Color me surprised, however, because I did get an email. Okay. And it said, we realize there are fewer games, so we're knocking $20 off the price. Oh, really? Except, except... If you did the math, it's still an increase because if you divide the original price of $179.99 through 82 games and then $159.99 through 56, it's still still on a more on a per game basis. Ah. But you see, only math nerds like me who go, wait a minute here, this, this doesn't smell right, would actually sit there, do the math and go, wait a minute. This is an increase. It's not a large increase, mind you. I think it's maybe a couple bucks per game. Right. But it's more like, ugh. We're just going to call it the same price, and we're just going to, you know, add a few little dots and, you know, the terms and conditions that when we put it up on the screen to promote the product, they're small, so small you can't read it. I was going to say, even having passed my eye exam today with flying colors, no, you can't read that stuff unless you freeze the screen <laughs> and go right up to it like, like that yeah in my real life job i I, we play some commercials that are kind of like very 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 fine print let's put it that way Mm. (laughs) yeah i always find it amusing when i watch the unadulterated american feeds of certain sports programs and they will for example uh advertise medications and they have to put every possible side effect they list them all and if you sit there and you read every one of those side effects, you're like, I'd rather have the disease. Thank you very freaking much. It's like a 30-second commercial for Humira. Five seconds about Humira and 25 seconds about uh, potential interactions. Mm. Yeah, and, and like I said, depending on the drug, you get some very interesting interactions, possibly oh, yeah. fatal ones. Mm. And that's why I say it's like, Okay. I just hope I don't have ever have to take that drug because who knows? Mm. Well, a lot of things going on in our world. Uh, We are now two days to Christmas. I finally uh, finished my Christmas packing. I think I only have 
one more package that I'm waiting uh, on a delivery status on. Other than that, I'm pretty good. Um, I didn't go too far out as far as the uh, Christmas presents go this year. And also, thanks in part to shipping delays and um, a one-month delay of the delivery of stamps that I ordered from the post office. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sent all of my cards electronically this year. And, Neff, you got yours today. I'll say this. I'm going, when the post office can't even, can't even deliver your stamps, <laughs> that's saying something. <laughs> and it's not a good thing what it's saying. <laughs> yep. um, so um, as far as Extreme Anime Radio goes, uh, everybody knows that over the last few years, um, we've done thank you greetings. Um, we've done them either in the form of physical mailings or we've done it um, through email. Uh, tonight, um, well, I should say tonight, but this week what we're going to do, um, we're just going to make one post. Well, we'll have several posts on Instagram, obviously, because we have um, some wonderful Christmas material from Sario Shida cosplayers and artists to share on Instagram. But we will also be sharing our greetings on our usual social media platforms, including uh, Discord, um, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and also, if you are a supporter of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, we'll also be posting additional content for you guys as a way to say thanks. Um, things have changed a little bit this year, in part because of COVID and in part because of us changing recently to this type of format for our podcast uh, which we really appreciate everybody's support with so um so we'll be using our social media platforms this year to wish everybody a merry christmas a happy kwanzaa a happy holidays or whatever holiday you celebrate um festivus which was a few weeks ago right um, no festivus was today oh festivus is today oh that's right yes. happy festivus everybody <laughs> yes the airing the airing of grievances uh and the and the local sports radio got into it and some of the grievances I was listening to that listeners were, you know, giving them. Uh -huh. I'm just like, no, those aren't grievances. Those <laughs> are you just being entitled brats. Oh boy. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite was waiting in the drive through behind the person who has to order everything off the menu. Mm. And I'm like <laughs> So they're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had that uh, today. Uh, we did a uh, we did a breakfast run, and we didn't get held up at the drive-thru, but uh, we got held up on the block uh, by, for about 10 minutes by a garbage truck uh, uh, picking up, uh, making the usual rounds around the neighborhood. I thought you were going to say that was, you know, delivering – product to where you were getting your breakfast from that would have been scary exactly <laughs> or it would have been mcdonald's whichever you prefer to say huh? <laughs> well uh, happy festivus everybody um i spent the last few days uh catching up on some christmas movies that i grew up with um and uh it was nice fun just sitting on my couch watching these um classics um when i grew up with my sister um, there was one year in the 1980s where she took, you know, a thing that was, you know, very popular at the time called the VHS cassette. You've heard of those, right, Neff? 
Yeah. And <laughs> she just recorded all these Christmas shows off of television. And every year as we grew up, we would rewind that tape to the beginning and play everything back. So Miracle on 34th Street, I actually saw that uh, on the plane flying to Vegas. Uh, JetBlue has the TV library there where you can watch uh, everything at your seat. So they had the Christmas films. I saw Miracle on 34th Street on the plane. When I got back, um, I just saw a few Christmas features on YouTube. But then in the last few days, I've actually saw some real shows that you know we enjoyed growing up, as I said. Um, one is a 1980s Rankin Bass feature called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Are you familiar with that one, Neff? I'm trying to remember. Was that the one with the with the musical numbers in it, including uh, Heat Miser and Cold Miser? Or am I thinking of another one? No, those don't sound familiar to me at all. <laughs> mm, must be another one then. Right. The problem was... At one point, there were so many Christmas specials on TV, they just sort of all blended together in your skull. Mm -hmm. But, of yeah. course, now the classic ones are hidden behind a paywall. Right. Like the, ones, the, ones, that I, the ones that I'm seeing are all, you have to stream them online one way or the other. The Live and Adventures of Santa Claus, you have to uh, stream through AMC, the AMC channel. You, so you have to have a cable subscription that has AMC, and then you can watch... Uh, you can watch those shows with ads, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas special, which is now behind a paywall at Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And as much as I'd like to see it again, I really don't feel like paying Apple any more than I already do. Thank you. <laughs> now, when we come back from our commercial break, Neff, I'm going to talk to you about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You remember that one, right? Yes, very much so. And there is a peculiar connection to other countries with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? I know at least one connection to one other country. Okay. So we'll leave it at that, and we'll come back right after this commercial message to talk about the relationship to, I'll just tease it right now. Canada and Japan. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We'll be right back. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. You may even get a shout-out from one of the cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, subject to availability. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR, and he is Neff. We thank you for joining us. Once again, if uh, you are listening to us on the podcast, we appreciate your support. Um, and uh, we invite you to search us on Twitch. 
Our name is Extreme Anime Radio, and you can watch our live shows in real time. You can enjoy Neff and I on camera bantering about interesting stuff regarding anime, Japanese culture, and other potpourri. And you can also watch us as we stream some games. Tonight it'll be After Dark. We'll be playing some more Jackbox games tonight. So uh, we hope you'll stick around for that if you're watching us on the live stream. Okay, Neff, uh, you've had a moment to uh, look up this information about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Very popular staple for children in North America. No Christmas or holiday season can go by for most people without watching the wonderful stop-motion animation of Rankin-Bass from the 1960s. But I mentioned that there is a connection to Canada and Japan. Many people might think of it as an American um, special, which is true to a point because um, Rankin and Bass, Arthur Rankin Jr., Jules Bass, a pioneer of um, shows for children in the late 20th century. Uh, but what do you think could be the connection between uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and both Japan and Canada? Well, I knew the connection to Japan because Japan had helped animate uh, a company in Japan. I think it was TMS mm. or their precursor had helped animate the specials. Mm. Now, the Canadian one, I had to think about that because it was like, wait a minute, I knew it and I knew it. And then it was then it hit me, the voice acting. Mm hmm. Voice acting, that's it. So why do you and, think? and when you think about it, it's, it's held up this long. I mean, I believe the original air date was 66, 1966. 1964. And we're in 64. Okay, I'm standing, I said corrected. So 1964, and we're in 2020. Mm -hmm. That tells you something about the way it was made, mm -hmm. the message it portrayed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it still resonates to this day. Mm. So there are two reasons. Um, I guess one of the lone exceptions is Burl Lives. I don't think he was Canadian. No, no, he was not. <laughs> but there are two reasons that they did the voice acting in Canada. Now, I don't know what the voice acting was for later Rankin Bass specials. But uh, I see people in the Twitch talking about Bob Rivers. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. But let's finish this point here. Yes. All right. So according to what I read, number one, lower labor costs in Canada compared to the U.S., which kind of makes sense. Now, the second part took me by surprise. Apparently, in the mid-1960s, um, some genre of radio had basically died out in the United States. But in Canada, it was still going on for a little while. The radio dramas. Ah, uh, yes. So kind of like uh, soap operas on radio, basically. Yeah. I mean, part of that was television. Mm. See, television didn't have the impact initially in Canada that it did in the U.S. because... Right. There was a lot of places in Canada that couldn't receive a TV signal. Right. And cable TV was still, you know, mm. in its infancy. Right. So the trick was radio dramas were the thing that, you know, would be able to show you the world, so to speak. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, in radio dramas, you know, you got the voice actors who were able to project the scenes and portray the emotions because, of course, they're literally just talking into a microphone. Mm-hmm. They, they're probably in the same room with one another, but that's it. Right. As opposed to, you know, acting it out on a screen, you know, being projected on a screen. Mm-hmm. Most of the Canadian voice actors' roles were recorded, and then soon before um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was supposed to be released, um, NBC, who released, uh, was going to release the show, was like, we want to add a familiar character. So then they added Burl Ives' Snowman into it. Well, it makes a sick kind of sense when you figure that they used his version mm. of, the, of, the, of the song. Uh, his wasn't the first version. I believe the first version of Rudolph would have been by Gene Autry. Mm. So Burl Ives was later. So, you know, use him and to portray him as a rotund snowman actually was pretty close yeah. to what he looked like in real life. Good old Gene Autry. Merry Christmas in Texas. You all, I think that's how it goes. <laughs> mm. Yes. So, again, it was one of those things I, I said where it's like, okay, you managed to do this and it stuck. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of Christmas specials stick. Exactly. Yeah. So you have uh, the more popular ones uh, that you can find in any other store. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. Um and then there was, um, I think there was one that they had, uh, not too well known as those two, but the one with Fred Astaire. Santa Claus is coming to town, I think. Yes, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Janai's here. Hello, Janai. Oh, we speak of Vegas and he appears. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yes, um, so Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, voice acting in Canada, and then uh, what they call the Animagic was done in Japan. So, uh, a very popular form of anime? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, they did it there as well because labor costs were cheaper there than in the U.S. Oh, yeah. So, certainly it would be one of the reasons why they would have done it there. Mm-hmm. And and the Japanese were very quick to pick up on it. And funnily enough, you know, it, it didn't last as long as it could have. Right. Why? Because they animated. Because that was even cheaper and faster. Exactly. <laughs> um, somebody asked in the Twitch chat, where is it? Uh, are there anime radio dramas? Yes, in Japanese. Um, a lot of the um, CDs uh, that come out with uh, Japanese uh, music from anime, um, a lot of those tracks, um, especially the single releases... Um, they'll have like quick radio plays in Japanese with the Japanese voice actresses. And how do we know this? Because we've ingested music into extreme anime radio for 19 years. <laughs> I-, I was going to say, I have so many soundtracks that have radio dramas on them, you know, yes. through ver- through various series. It's like, I wish I knew more Japanese to follow along completely because I get bits and pieces. And I'm like, this sounds really interesting. I wish you could just understand the whole thing, but what I do understand is quite interesting. I wonder how it would be if you know we were to play one of these radio dramas, and I would just hold up my phone 
and do Google Translate and see how that happens. Uh, aside from the probable problems with, uh, you know, the radio mafia, I think Google Translate would have a bit of an issue. <laughs> oh, I've, I've tried. I've yeah. tried using that in my real job. And yeah, no. <laughs> Sonic, none of the dramas are dubbed. No, unfortunately. Um, speaking of phone. Something else that Zenny and I did in Vegas was go out to the suburb called Summerlin. Very, very pricey, expensive area. And they had something in Summerlin that they don't have here in New York. And since I noticed that they had it, I kind of decided that it was kind of time for me to get this. Okay. Not only is it an iPhone 12. (laughs) <laughs> it's an iPhone 12 Max, ladies and gents. You know, it. it's like, okay, Jared just doesn't upgrade. He upgrades. <laughs> I am, um, I think we talked a few weeks ago, or maybe more than that, uh, concerning some issues that some of the iPhone 12 Pro Maxes might have had with um, the software and it latching onto a cell signal. I'm noticing that I'm getting the problem here, Um, but uh, it's happening less often now since I upgraded to the latest iOS, Um, and I know I've said before that uh, you have to wait to, uh, you know, kind of wait to see how things play out before you kind of step up your hardware, and then after I said that, my iPhone battery just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and I'm like... It might be time. So, yeah, it's time. <laughs> yeah. My my XS Max is getting there, uh-huh. but it's like, uh, right. you know, because then I'm going to want to upgrade my watch. And... Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, something I'm uh, – aside from that occasional issue, I'm happy with the phone. Um, the screen obviously fills up the whole uh, um, size of it here. But there's something that I miss, and that's the home button with the Touch ID. Oh, you're, you're, you're running into that problem that everybody's running into with, you know, Face ID. It don't like masks at all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. JR's pantomime, you know, doing this, you know, that's like me in the eye doctor's appointment today. Basically, we both have our masks on. Both of us are mumbling, but I'm supposed to be able to say what I'm seeing on the eye chart. Mm-hmm. That, that that wasn't fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I was looking here at some of the news from Japan, and uh, while looking up some news, I came across something peculiar that not necessarily related to Japan. Well, there is kind of a link a little bit because, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, they did that dating sim game. I love you, Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. I I really did wish you didn't remind me of that thing, but yeah, I remember that. Have you heard their latest creation, which apparently is not an early April Fool's joke? Oh, God. It's that, isn't it? Yes. The KF console. 
And if uh, anybody wants to read more about it, I'm going to um, post the IGN article in here now, if I can. And I'll say this. I'll say, okay, it's an interesting idea. (laughs) And harnessing the fact that, you know, most modern microprocessors generate a lot of heat. Yeah. Because they're doing a lot of work, right? So... Why don't we just make a cooking appliance out of the darn thing? I'm just like, oh, God. So never risk, according to their release, never risk letting your chicken go cold again thanks to the patented chicken chamber. Utilizing the system's natural heat and airflow, you can now focus on your gameplay and enjoy hot, crisp chicken between rounds. The KF console is housed in a custom Cooler Master NC100 chassis and includes an Intel NUC9 and Asus powered GPU that can be swapped out. So yes, it is basically um, a computer and a chicken fryer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's 2020, folks. That's all I can say about that. Not only that, it's the end of 2020. You're forgetting that part. No, we still have a week to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, we still have a week to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, and I know it's, you know, the end of the year because we start seeing, you know, college football games up here, U.S. Mm-hmm. college football games. Right. And some of the sponsorships of these bowl games, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like last night was the roof something roof checker or whatever it was dot com bowl i've seen worse <laughs> oh i'm sure there's like the Charmin bowl you know the toilet bowl etc but it's just like roof com. okay are you that desperate for sponsorship <laughs> apparently you are but it's like <laughs> let's see i mean n- now i'm not complaining that the nhl are going to allow helmets to have decals on them Mm-hmm. because I would rather have a decal I can ignore than my game sponsored by a roofing company. <laughs> Let's see what we have here. Um, oh, yes, we have the uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, sponsored by a mortgage company. Now, that... I'm not necessarily, you know, losing my mind over. Yes. It's not great, but it's not exactly a tier one bowl game either. Previously known as the Copper Bowl, the Domino's Pizza Bowl, the Wireserlock Bowl, the Insight.com Bowl, the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, the Ticket City Bowl, the Cactus Bowl. Um, we will sell out our soul for a nickel bowl. Yes. <laughs> Now, I could have said a lot worse, but I'm, you know, mindful that we are trying to be, you know, not parental, more than parental guidance. <sighs> the, oh, for the people who like to sit on the couch all day, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And someone in the channel posts, uh, better a roofing company than the Viagra Bowl. Uh, oh, no. To which I would only say... The Viagra Bowl might get stiff ratings. Mm. Ba-dum-ching. 
like one of those Jackbox or um, you don't know Jack, this or that. Like, <laughs> is this is this a bowl game or is this baloney? Yeah. The sad part is these days you can't tell the difference between what is baloney and what is an actual bowl game. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I was looking up uh, Japanese news. I came across that interesting thing about the uh, that computer. Uh, mm. Something else uh, that I came across is the fact that uh, uh, there's some news on Studio Ghibli. Uh, Studio Ghibli, um, who's all almost all the movies you can see now on HBO Max. Um, now they have apparently secretly and quietly set up an official Twitter account, but it's in Japanese. Okay, Studio Ghibli produces wonderful product, but I got to be honest, their marketing outside of Japan? Ick. <laughs> they, they need someone to tell them. Right. You've got a big audience out there. Mm. You know, milk them like a dairy cow. Right. You know, till they go moo, and they will for you. <laughs> But uh, yes, if if you want to check now, um, at JP underscore Ghibli, they currently have 18,000 followers. I'm sure that's going to change. What do you think of having Extreme Anime Radio sponsoring a college football bowl game? Aside from the fact it costs a lot of money to sponsor one of those things? Yeah. I'd be afraid we'd end up sponsoring the bowl game that would just turn into an absolute tire fire. You know, it would just be so bad. It would just be like, oh, God. And then people would be like, I never want to associate product X with the product X ever again because <laughs> they sponsored this tire fire. You call the XAR Bowl, the Sarayoshida Bowl. Uh, what do you think? The JR Bowl. <laughs> I mean, there, there we go. It's like somebody mentioned that one of the bowl games got moved to uh, uh, Jerry World, which is uh, the AT. I think it's AT and T Stadium in in Dallas. Right. I think that's what it's called this year. I, I have no idea, <laughs> but it's like, ugh. Right. I mean, speaking of NFL football, I find myself in the weirdest position I've ever been. I've been in in the last quarter century. I'm going, okay, my team is in the playoffs. They got the division clinched. I just don't want anybody getting hurt the next two weeks. Right. So I'm like, sit everybody. I don't care if you have to bring up scrubs from Canada at this point. I'll play quarterback <laughs> just so you guys don't get hurt before the playoffs. Right. At least the playoffs are almost here. So, and you got to be happy because your bills are, where are they seated right now? Uh, right now they're second in the AFC because Pittsburgh has been doing what I like to call the walk off the cliff like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> they haven't quite hit the canyon floor yet, but I think that's only because they have gotten there. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I can only say lots of, watching the three consecutive losses, I'm going, mm -hmm. how did this team get to 11-0? <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm lost. Right. Um. I believe, um, to answer the question in the chat, there's supposed to be a Winter Bowl in Minneapolis. I don't know if that's still happening. Or Winter Classic in Minneapolis. No, the Winter Classic got shelved, I'm afraid. Okay. 
That's because they're started. They're, they're, they shelved that months ago, and they're only starting on the thirteenth. Right. That kind of makes sense. I mean, I, I'll spill. I'll spill the beans right now. I hadn't meant. I hadn't meant to. But Anime North now has a date for twenty twenty one. In theory. Oh, are you are yeah. you sure you want to say it? Okay. Well, the projected date right now is in July. I see. July twenty third to the twenty fifth. I don't know if you've ever been up here in Canada in July. I haven't because I work in Saratoga during those times. Exactly. Uh, I can tell you, the only cosplayers who will be comfortable are those who are doing LUM from Yuritse Atsura. In her tiger print bikini. Those are the only cosplayers that will be comfortable. <laughs> and I think I just broke JR. <laughs> okay. Moving yeah. on then. <laughs> let's you know just so yeah i i mean it all depends of course on whether the vaccine's available et cetera, right. et cetera, ad nauseum but they're trying it, so it, we'll to see. me it sounds plausible plausible in as much as you might be able to pull an event off right but the problem is like i said july in Canada, mm. in that part of the world, it's hot. It's humid. Basically, you walk outside, and five minutes later, you want to either curl up into a ball and die, or go back inside where there's air conditioning. You think maybe <laughs> something like October would be more suitable then? That's also that's also troubling as well because by October, the weather can change every five minutes. Mm. See that that's where May sort of it's sort of stable. Right? I mean, yeah, you might get the odd cold, you might get the odd warm, but you don't get the extremes either way. Mm-hmm. Except for the odd year when you have a torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. Thank you, 2004. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> As I said, the debut of, you know, The Fool in the Closet and me learning what the smell of damp velour is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make you relive that, man. So, no, th- th- that was a trauma. I have no no desire to relive. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, um, gee, we uh, we've talked about quite a lot tonight, uh, Neff, uh, but it's time for us to call on Santa to deliver his presents for Christmas. Unless you live here in New York City, uh, we're gonna get a um, a. Oh, high wind warning, I think, tomorrow night into Christmas morning. I don't think Santa's going to be able to land. He's going to have to fire the, the, the presents from a bazooka while sitting on his sleigh, you know? <laughs> Aim and fire and foom. Oh, just like one of those, um, sorry, just like one of those air guns uh, that they shoot out at a hockey game, right? Pretty much, you know, the T-shirt gun. <laughs> now, before we go... Somebody mentioned in the channel missing the Bob Rivers thing. Oh, yes. I will say this. If you have Spotify, there is a Bob Rivers Christmas playlist. Ooh. It isn't yours truly doing it, but it's at least a little bit of the insanity of Bob Rivers. Right. And friends. So, um... Yes, uh, and Spotify is also a way to um, um, also listen to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. So you can listen to uh, 
music, and you can also listen to the podcast. Uh, Spotify owns Anchor, so that's how we're able to do the podcast through Anchor. We do appreciate their support, and we do appreciate the support of all of you guys watching us and listening to us. Um, once again, um, please join us on our Discord. And um, I tell you what, I'll have Neff go to the closing commentary, and, the, and then I'll elaborate a little bit. Okay, well, if you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this broadcast, or anything you hear or see on the Extreme Mountain Radio podcast or our Twitch stream, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media. How do you do that? Go to Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Discord server, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, our Facebook page, and our Twitch stream. Yes. And I wish they could change the copyright laws so it would be a lot easier for us to stream music again. But as it stands, it's either Congress who just goes... Or uh, one of us has to win the lottery. That's basically how it comes back. Well, that reminds me, I haven't actually bought my lottery tickets for Friday night. We <laughs> have we have a lottery on Friday nights, and of course, this Friday is this Friday is Christmas. Uh oh! So who knows? You know, well, you don't you, you don't win you don't win if you don't play. So yeah. <laughs> um, well, if that if that happens, you know, hit me up and we'll chat. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> On Discord, once again, um, supporters get exclusive access to content. Um, we have some brand new Sarah cosplay and Sarah art that we're going to be showing for you. Um, you'll get first crack uh, at watch, uh, seeing everything. Um, so in order to become a supporter, um, you have to do one of two things. You either go to Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and support us at either the four ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month level, and then um, you'll get supporter status that way in Discord. Um, or um, you can do what um, John Hiroma did once and boost our Discord server. So if you boost our Discord server and you give us two boosts a month, um, you'll get uh, supporter status that way. Uh, keep in mind that the Discord server boosts, they make it um, a lot easier and more enhanced for us to do our broadcasts um, and also do streams on Discord and whatnot. Um, but if you boost a Discord server, that money goes to Discord. If you support us on Anchor, that money, after a small takeout, comes back to us. So hopefully, uh, as we get into the new year, we'll be using some of those funds from the sponsorships to try to improve our podcast a little bit, maybe make things a little more um, entertaining for you guys. So um, if, um, if you are uh, interested in support, those are the ways you can do it. And if you have any questions, as Neff said, you can hit us up by email or you can send us a direct message uh, through Facebook or on Instagram. Really quickly, I'd like to give a thanks to everybody for watching and listening. I'd also like to give a recognition to the cosplayers and artists of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida, who have um, all graciously put together material for the Christmas holiday season that we've been sharing recently. 
and um, that we will be sharing in um, the next couple of days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, we really appreciate them for their help, especially to the cosplayers who have, um, you know, pulled a rabbit out of their hats in the midst of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, a lot of them having to change um, um, the way that um, they do the cosplay shoots and whatnot. So thank you so much to all of you guys. We really appreciate your support so much. Uh, Neff, anything to add to that? No, but uh, I will say that once again, thank you for joining us throughout this year. It has been challenging, but hopefully, you know, as you celebrate, whatever you celebrate over the next little while, you do it safely. Uh, hopefully you can do it with uh, those you care about. And if you can't remember why you're doing it without those people, because you're hoping to make sure that they're there next year. Exactly. Exactly. Um and uh, there was something else. Oh, yes. Hopefully we'll be back for the next Extreme Anime Radio podcast next Wednesday, December 30th, the day before New Year's Eve. And that will also mark the end to the first year of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast and the end to season two, as we're calling it. We've already hit the end of the road for this year, Neff, almost. I I don't mean to sound mean, but none too soon, because, you know, with everything else going on in the world, it's been like, I have one plan for the end of 2020. A large bottle of champagne. The stroke of midnight. And a giant expletive deleted you 2020. And throw the champagne off of your roof. Is that how it goes? Oh. No, no, no. Can't do that. I'll just drink that. But no, no. Just, you know. The expletive deleted will, I hope, you know, give 2020 the send off. I think it deserves. I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and, uh, well, something you can look forward to is the fact that, um, I don't know if we've said this in a while enough, but February 1st. Extreme Anime Radio turns 20. Yikes. (laughs) But we'll get there when we get there, right? Indeed, we will. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. And for those of you on Twitch, we're going to take a quick break of about 5 to 10 minutes. And then we're going to come back with some After Dark Jackbox streaming. So please stay tuned for that. It will start on a brand new stream, so look for that in just a moment. In the meantime, for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Happy Festivus. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. And remember, keep on listening for the Extreme Mario podcast and catch us on our Twitch stream. And we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.